To the White Rose Resistance Hour, everyone. I'm Casey Whalen, filling in again for Stuart Howe. Uh, Stuart should be back next week, and I think he wants to focus on a topic of uh, agorism, 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 if I can say it, or agorism, uh, and and pre- preparing for the future and that sort of thing. So we're we're working on a guest right now. I think we're going to have Corey Christofferson. His uh, YouTube channel is Questionable <coughs> Authority, excuse me, and he's been focusing on this topic for the last year plus. I have some really great information. So uh, before we get to our our wonderful guests, I just kind of want to rehash. Last week we talked about identifying your local uh, cultural Marxist institute. And one of the the ones that we talked about was the Kootenai County Task Force on Human Relations. And uh, in the paper a couple days ago, our local rag, the Coeur d'Alene Press, this was also on the front page of another paper up north, the Bonner Daily Bee here in North Idaho. Uh, after the we had the the Pride in the Park event, <clears throat> then we have the, the arrest of Patriot Front and all that. So that's what this article focuses on. It says our community needs us. And it says that after the mass arrest, Cooney County Task Force on Human Relations works to combat hate. And I just want to read a little bit of this article real quick before we get to our guest. Uh, just to show, kind of to show people that are have been following the story with Patriot Front, uh, you know, kind of what is happening with these Marxist groups uh, at a local level. So the paper says that after the arrest of 31 white nationalists allegedly en route to riot at a pride celebration in Coeur d'Alene City Park, the community has called upon the group that fought back against white supremacists who once sought to turn North Idaho into a homeland for hate. Uh, it goes on to state that our community needs us to do our work here again. Then Christy Wood, who serves on the task force's board of directors, and Christy's also a city council member. She was uh, recently on the North Idaho College Board of Trustees until she stepped down there. Uh, but he goes on to say that the task force played a major role in, in the passage of laws to combat hate crimes and promote human rights in North, uh, Idaho throughout the 80s and 90s. For years, we concentrated on threats from the Aryan nations that Tony Stewart, a founding member of the task force, we had a lot of cases in those early years. For many locals, the Patriot Front arrest on June 11th was a reminder that uh, inf- infamous chapter in North Idaho's history. This felt like a watershed moment, uh, like back in 1981, Wood said. It goes on to state that our, one community member is raising funds to purchase 1,000 shirts with the slogan, Cornel Lane Rejects the Hate. The project harkens back to earlier efforts made by the task force. We did that back when the Aryan Nations was marching, Stewart said. This is only the first step. He goes on to state, uh, state that the task force recently began working with a prominent private law firm that has not yet been named publicly and remains in communication with two other firms that specialize in civil law. But just gives you a flavor of what's what's transpired since the the last couple of weeks. 
uh, since the Pride in the Park event and the rest of a Patriot Front. And so I bring that up to mention, you know, it's important for us uh, as individuals uh, to exercise our rights and, uh, you know, to act as citizen journalists. And so that's what the show is going to be about. So on the, on the line right now, I have a really great guest today. I've got uh, James White. Uh, he's, he's primarily on right now, brighteonradio.com. His show is called Critical Disclosure Radio. His other outlets include the Montana Daily Gazette and uh, Northwest Liberty News. Um, and I'd like to welcome my friend and, and colleague, James White, to the show. Are you there, James? I'm here. Uh, thanks so much, Casey. It's good to hear you on the radio. Thanks so much for having me here. And just one slight correction. Uh, I have uh, I have severed all ties with Montana Daily Gazette. I no longer am affiliated with them at all. But I am affiliated with Northwest Liberty News and, of course, as you stated, Critical Disclosure Radio, which is broadcast uh, each weekday, 10 to 11 a.m. on Bright Teon Radio. Um, so, yes, thanks so much for having me here. It's always uh, always great to be on with you on our on RBN, I should say. I was with your uh, I was with your um, the other uh, the other guest Stuart I think a few months back maybe six or seven months back and uh, it was a uh, yeah. great interview and we've always been treated well by RBN so thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we need to make sure in that in that vein we need to support RBN if you're able to support Republic Broadcasting Network. Please do so by going to republicbroadcasting.org and make sure that we can keep this network going. And I'd like to thank Sam, uh, the board op today, and the other the other people that help run the network. I uh, really appreciate what you guys do, and very important that we keep keep this platform going. So, uh, but James, tell people a little bit about yourself. Let's just start at the beginning uh, before we talk about what's happened more recently with your what's called a promotion. Let's put that on the back burner, but we'll come back to that later. Uh, t- tell us a little about like about who you are, like where you're from originally, and and how did you get to where you are today. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Uh, thanks. Um, so I, uh, I grew up in Michigan, and I was the computer guy in Michigan for, you know, network computer. I did uh, MCSE. I went out to Chicago and did like three week boot camp to learn all about networking and tech. You know, I already knew a lot, but it, that was that was uh, uh, you know uh, quite a step above what I had been doing. And uh, I worked for many years in the technology field, and uh, I was um, doing that with. I was doing support like network support as well. So I really uh, had a chance, had a great chance to interview. I mean, I'd interview about uh, 1,500 people a year. And I say interview, I would contact them and ask them about their computer issues and help, you know, probing questions and get to the bottom of things and help them solve their issue. A uh, little that I know, never had a really, uh, <laughs> never really had an intention of being a radio show host. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, 10 years later or 12 years later, that's kind of what I do now as a radio show host. I interview guests and ask probing questions and try to get to the, uh, to the, to the truth on things. But anyway, I grew up in Michigan and um, left Michigan in about 2012, I guess it is, right? Well, 2013. Um, went, came to Montana and uh, worked for one year in technology. Um, quit, just totally quit that. Opened up an uh, office, uh, bought a camera. And started uh, just covering local events here. Um, I bought a pretty nice camera at the time, I, most of the money that I could afford at, at that time, and uh, started doing videos here locally. I just started showing up at the debates and um, at the events and just doing video and shaking people's hand and getting people to know who I am. And um, then I actually, by a fluke, um, somebody that I went to church with, uh, they, uh, they had a local radio station 
and they just, it was like one of the local, like, uh, mesh, it only went like five or six miles. It was one of those local radio, I forget even what it's called, Haywire Gulch, I think is what it's called. And uh, he said, hey, man, have you ever thought about coming on the radio and doing a show? And I'm like, not really. He's like, why don't you come on out and drive out to my place out here, and we'll have you on the show as a guest. So I went out and did that, I thought, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then the uh, um, then the, the uh, Bundy thing happened there in, uh, in Nevada, and the Oath Keepers asked me to go down with them to um, down to Nevada and be the the news portion of the video portion of that uh, whole endeavor. And Jason uh, Van Tatenhove, who I went uh, later on to become my radio broadcasting host with um, Liberty Brothers, he went down to do the radio stuff because he was already broadcasting on another network. So uh, he and I went down there, and I got on his radio show a couple of times when he called into the network, and he says, hey, man, you know, you got a pretty good voice for radio. Why don't, you, uh, why don't we do a radio show together? And I said, well, yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? So we did that. We, uh, we launched Liberty Brothers Radio Show, which you can still find on YouTube, I think. I don't think it's managed at all. It hasn't any uploads in several years. But back in 2015, I believe, in 2016, if you go to Liberty Brothers Radio Show, you can find all those old. We did a lot of great interviews there. I really kind of cut my teeth on uh, on uh, another another network. I won't use the name of it, but on, on another network. And uh, then I started really liking radio a lot and started, uh, I went on AM and did broadcast in Seattle, and I was in Dallas and uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, uh, Spokane, Washington, and all those networks, and, and it was it was great. Uh, and I, uh, I just continued to keep broadcasting. I knew Mike Adams for quite some time from um, Natural News. He and I did a radio show together back in 2016 called Health Revolt. Uh, so uh, I reached out to him, and he said, hey, you want to come on? I'm starting Brenchy on radio, and I want to give you the opportunity to um, to have any spot you want, uh, any days you want, even if it's all five days. So I said, okay. And I picked a slot, and that was six months ago. I think we're just about to celebrate our six or seven months on the air with Brenchy on uh, radio. And that's Kind of pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, Northwest Liberty News is the news station and radio station that I used to broadcast on, and that's sort of my flagship station. Um, but I think that's pretty much it, Casey. Okay, great. And then now I know one of the major aspects, and I really appreciate your show because it's, it's, well, you know, it's like you're, you're just very, you know, uh, great journalism. You're just, you're asking really good, pointed questions. You have like a wide array of guests. I do help you book some of your guests, but. You have like a wide, you know, you have quite a catalog of guests, renowned guests that people would know. Um, and so you're doing a really, really great job. And it's got to be hard to to manage all of that because you're on multiple platforms, like a lot of platforms. And so that sounds like that's, you know, one of the challenges of doing what you're doing. But would you encourage other people to do to do this too? Sure, to I would encourage other people to do it. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, you know, <laughs> Uh, I have to say, a lot of stuff, like, you know, I, I I I produce everything. Like, I have two boards that I operate and, like, four monitors. And, of course, I have to, you know, pay attention to the gas and make sure all the feeds are working. It took a while to learn how to do all that stuff. But, you know, a lot of the stuff that I did, I just I went on and watched uh, instructional videos. Like, I didn't know how to edit any video at all. Like, I never knew anything about it. I just went and started watching videos on how to edit video, and I learned how to do it. Uh, I didn't really know how to produce you know, shows on how to run a board, anything like that. But I just went and watched videos and, you know, learned it. And everybody, I'm not, you know, I'm not the, I'm, you know, I'm not the brightest or the, the sharpest knife in the drawer uh, on some things. So, I mean, anybody can do it. Um, I think it just takes, you know, you just have to have 
the desire to do it and just put some effort in. Um, because I think people are really hungry for truth. I mean, they're really, because they're, so, they're surrounded by lies and, and, and frauds and propaganda everywhere, man, and everything. And it doesn't matter what it is. Corporate America, now it's taking over corporate America. Can't go to a ball game, can't watch a TV show, can't do anything. You never can escape it. It's everywhere. I think people are tired, man. I think people are just fed up. They want, they want truth and they're tired of the shenanigans. So I think that there's definitely alternative media is going to become the mainstream media. They're not going to call it alternative much longer. Uh, they're going to, I think that the, uh, the boomerang is going to come back on these scoundrels and the fake news. And uh, I think alternative media is going to rise big time coming up in the Absolutely. next eight months, two years. Yeah, and I actually had a guy contacted me. He's 75 years old. He wanted. He knew that I had a connection to like a local um, media platform, uh, not mine, but a friend. Um, and and mine is North Idaho Exposed. If anybody wants to see like the Patriot Front video that, that I was referring to earlier, and all this other stuff. But he 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 was really passionate. He was upset that his son couldn't afford to live, um, just making even making the money he was making. And so I said, well, why don't you write? write a letter, right? You know, write what you're feeling, what you see. And so he's writing a letter right now that we're trying to get published. But anybody, you know, everybody has a you know place in this. What I really wanted the show to be about was to encourage other people to get into the game and, you know, grab a camera and, and just, you know, at first you may, the first camera I used, I couldn't, I, my viewfinder stopped working like right after I stopped using it. So like I didn't even know what I was filming at <laughs> the time and it worked out okay. But you know, like the tenacity, that's the most important thing. You got to just keep, keep doing it and keep doing it. And you, you'll get better over time. Um, you know, if, if, if you told me 10 years ago, I'd be doing a radio show, I'd, I'd have laughed at you. So I just, I want well, if you, if you allow to me do to, whatever they can. Yeah. If you allow me to, I'd like to illustrate something that I, that I bring up on my broadcast to folks to help encourage them. I want to say, you know, to, to anybody out there listening that's sort of wondering, uh, you know, should they get involved? Uh, you know, are they, are, they, are they going to make a difference? Uh, what if they fail? Even if you fail, understand, even if you fail, you help the movement towards freedom overall because in your failures, you have shown the rest of us what not to do so we don't waste our time doing the same thing that you've tried and failed at. So even if you try and you fail, and you, and, you, and you fall short of your goal, that's still, you should still not, that, you shouldn't let that stop you, because even in your failures, we can all learn lessons. So I, I try to give people that perspective, that, you know, there's really, the only way you can fail is not trying and not doing anything. That's a fail. That's a fail. If you do nothing, that's a fail. If you try and you don't succeed, that's not a fail, in my opinion. Um, anyway, that's, I just wanted to bring that point up. That's why I try to tell people on, on my show. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's, that's good advice. And yeah, it, it, I, I mean, I'll admit I, I've messed up royally, uh, because one of the things I started out doing was I was an activist and then I tried to become a, a journalist and I would try to do things as an activist that you can't do as a journalist. So it's sort of like, you know, water and oil essentially. Um, in that respect. So that was hard for me. I, I, I made some major mistakes, I think, but you know, ultimately you're going to screw up from time to time and then that's okay. You know, that's part of being human. And, you know, a lot of people are just learning on the fly, but, uh, that desire is certainly there. I've seen it many, many times. And, uh, I just want to really quickly plug a, a couple of local media outlets here in North Idaho. Uh, before I forget, uh, please check out, uh, the Bushnell report 
uh, True North Report on Rumble, True North Report, uh, Idaho Speaks, uh, The People's Pen, which is a, a really interesting uh, collaboration. Uh, it's a paper, uh, newspaper that comes out every couple of months, and it, it does basically rival in some ways the Coeur d'Alene Press, our local paper. So, uh, And then the Kootenai County Spectator, uh, those are some citizen journalists that are just doing their own thing in their own way. There's lots of different ways to approach this. Um, you know, some people have a desire to do print print paper, which is definitely challenging, but there is definitely a place for that right now. Um, you know, I, I know we were talking earlier, uh, James, the other day about Tim Revendahl of, uh, what is it, Views from Montana or uh, News from Montana? I think it's He's conservative local, news uh, from Montana. Yeah, yeah conservative news from Montana. I believe is his station is his uh, is his uh, website and his newspaper. Yes, and, and he just goes around like you were saying, filming events and he writes articles. Um, he disseminates to like different platforms like Readout News and uh, you said that he just recently yeah. bought a paper. Yeah, I think he bought the uh, Townsend Press. I believe he purchased the Townsend Press, which is an actual paper paper, um, which you know. Uh, currently is uh, is is seriously on the decline the uh the paper newspaper the old school newspaper that you have delivered to your door and there's a couple of reasons for that because a lot of the mainstream newspapers are owned by liberal outlets and uh secondly the newspaper that you get on your door on Tuesday morning is from Monday's news that's already been pretty much disseminated the way the news cycle operates so quickly it's hours long now instead of like it used to be some of these are stories that we see now would have lasted for weeks, you know, and and and, uh, and yesteryear. Now they now they last for two or three hours, and the next uh, story comes up, and it's in the you know it's in the dustbin. So that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Inherently, the problem with paper newspapers is by the time people get the news, it's already been disseminated, and something new now is already in the in the uh, on the headlines. But you know, with local things. Um, you can still make an impact, but you really have to have, I think, a good staff, and you have to be, like you said, you have to be motivated. You have to find stories, right? You have to find stories that are of local interest if you're going to do a local paper, and I think that's what Tim's trying to do there at, uh, at the Townsend Press. I think it's called Townsend Press. Okay, great. I just wanted to plug him a little bit because I really, uh, I briefly met him last year at the Red Pill Festival. Festival. I don't think I met you there, though, actually, because I don't think I knew you then, but um, but anyway, really great, great stand-up guy. So that's the great. Are you sure? Really hold on. Are you sure fun. I didn't know you? I didn't know you then. I didn't know you then at the Red Bull uh, Festival. N- not, not super well. Not super well. But that's. I, I thought was, we had photos. I thought I had about. photos of you and I taking photos together. So I was. There, so, uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Jordan, maybe, Jordan Page was there. Jordan Page was there, right? Yeah. Jordan Page was there. I think. Yeah. I thought I had oh. photos with us, Casey. Maybe not. Maybe not. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you I came to Montana, I think, right. with a, with the Whitefish Credit Union thing. Yeah, right. That's well, I was going to talk about that, too. I think we're up against a break here pretty soon, but uh, okay. yeah, we'll talk about Dennis Thornton here in a minute. In a minute, But yeah, the the, uh, the Red Pill Festival, that was a lot of fun. I do want to talk, though, also about uh, your history with CPS. Um, if, if you, you want to tell us a little, a little bit about that? Um, if you hear music, uh, we'll, we'll have to go to break. But. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was quite a period of time there. I spent about 18 months to two years. I pretty much exclusively did child protective services. Some of the same stuff that Stu Peters is doing right now on the Stu Peters network. Um, I think just about every person he's interviewed, save one or two, 
I've interviewed them also, but this was a year and a half or two years ago, three years ago maybe. Uh, but I interviewed probably close to 130, 140 parents. Um, and I was exposed in the, well, here's what it comes down to. Child Protective Services, the largest money laundering, child trafficking operation, bar none in the whole entire country. Um, without a doubt, I, I, I would, I'll go on record and I will never waver from that statement that I just made. CPS is the largest money, tra- money laundering, child trafficking operation in the country. I exposed them over and over and over again. I had threats from police that I exposed that they were going to come after me. Um, I mean, I just, I had, <laughs> boy, I tell you, man, we, we, could, we could have a whole show on that. I had the crooked FBI from Colorado tailing me here in Montana because one of the people that had all the evidence against them bailed. She came here to Montana, and I kind of hit her out for a while at my friend's house because they were coming after her. I mean, it was like living a day-to-day drama, man. I mean, it was, it was a, it was, I did a video series on that and explained everything. But, yeah, it was quite a time. It was like no other time ever that I've ever uh, experienced is going up against CPS and naming judges and, and uh, you know, uh, again, uh, they had, I was going after the CPS here in Montana. Um, they weren't happy about that. You know, of course, I have young children, too, which, you know, are targets for these scoundrels, for these crooks. Yeah. But I, I knew that I, I just I put it in God's hands. Casey honestly did, man. I put it in God's hands and said, this has to be done. I'm just going to move forward. And, you know, here we are today. And everything, is, uh, everything turned out so far so good. And now we have someone like Stu Peters who's got a huge audience. Now he's exposing the CPS, and I'm really, I'm really hopeful. Funny you mentioned that. I just reached out to his producer before our show started, just now before you had me on your broadcast. I just reached out to Stu Peters' <laughs> producer to let her know that I have a large amount of files and evidence on Child Protective Services. If, she, uh, if they want to tap into my research, I offered it up to them. You know, and I so I don't want any accolades or any recognition. I just want these crooks brought to justice. I can't tell you, man. Nothing gets my blood pressure going and gets me more animated and on a rant than talking about CPS. Even now, talking about it, <laughs> and if you, I'm getting yeah. a little bit, I'm getting a little bit angry. Yeah, I know. I can't stand I know. them. I know. I know. It's a touchy subject for you, but you know, you're very, you know, you're quite a champion in that that realm. That's why I, you know, bring it up because you're kind of like, to me, you're the go-to guy for when it comes to the CPS thing. You know, honestly, you know, a lot of experience. I there. appreciate um, that. Thank you, sir. Then, well, we have, but, you know, we had Stu Peters here in, in uh, Meridian, Idaho, down south, southern Idaho, on May 4th. I filmed it for the Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeech, and, and uh, we had uh, Stu Peters was there with Baby Cyrus uh, and that, their family, which was awesome. Uh, so if you want to check out Stu Peters' platform, that's stupeters.tv. Um, I know some people at RBM may, may not like him, but... Um, whatever you know, your your opinion is of, of him. Uh, it was interesting to see him there with with Baby Cyrus, and then we had uh, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer. He was a whistleblower. He was actually a commander in the Space Force that blew the whistle on the Marxist issue in the Space Force, and he wrote a book. Um, we also had uh, uh, just a, just a really uh, Dr. James Lindsay was there to talk about uh, race Marxism, his book, and it was just a really great great lineup of guests, but. Uh, yeah. It, now the baby Cyrus thing. I wanted to bring that up to you. I mean, those videos that I just mentioned are on my YouTube channel, North Idaho Exposed. If you want to see uh, those those speakers from that presentation and baby Cyrus. Uh, but we have a lot of listeners on RBN. I, I hear baby Cyrus come up quite a bit actually because I listen to RBN all the time. And uh, you know that was a very interesting 
story. Uh, can you t- why don't you just unpack that story for us real quick and and tell us your, your thoughts on how that turned out? Well, um, it's, it was a typical it's typical CPS fashion. Um, if I remember correctly, and I did interview Diego Rodriguez, I believe is was the family spokesperson for that. Uh, yeah, he's a grandfather. He, he, he might call in, too, possibly. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, he, uh, uh, from what I understand, the baby, uh, they wanted to take the child from loving parents because uh, I believe they missed a doctor's appointment, if I remember correctly, and they right. thought he, that he, was... He, uh, yeah, right. He was, so he was typical, to go way typical, in. He was a little bit sick, and he was having trouble keeping food down, basically. Correct, correct. And I, and he and they uh, and the reason I, because I've done so many of the. I mean, it's again without sounding immodest, hundreds of these uh, of these uh, these interviews. Um, but yeah, they, they that's typical fashion, you know. Here, and here, well, see, here's what I want to get across to people, if I can, about CPS. And I don't know if you're familiar with the guy from Canada. His name is uh, uh he's the uh, um. What is his uh, uh, warrior? Uh, Chris, I um, can't remember his name, but he comes up with a good point. He talks about, do these, are, these, are, the, are you their property? Are you, are you, do you belong to the state? Like, so you can, in law, you can only control what you own, what your property is. Like, I can't, I can't erect a statue in my neighbor's lawn that I like because I don't own his property. He owns his property. It's his right for him to do what he wants on his property. You can only... My point being is you can only control what you own. How can they come to you and tell you how to control your kid or what to do with your children and take your children in many cases? They're really not lawfully supposed to do that unless they claim you as their property. So that's a whole other, um, mm-hmm. that's kind of one of the, that's kind of what I've been really rebutting some of the CPA. And I didn't know about all, a lot of this stuff when I was doing it a couple, three years ago. But uh, they can't answer that question because you, they don't have a claim against you as property. And if they do, they're going to have to produce it. And once that happens, then they hold their whole entire sham. Cause they're going to say it's the birth certificate probably. And their whole entire sham falls apart because we know that is not really accurate and true. At any rate, that's a deep, that's mm-hmm. a deep well to go down man, <laughs> for sure. The, the parents, in summary, the parents of baby Cyrus were pulled over uh, the, the, the night, well, after they're having dinner at their, at, uh, baby Cyrus's ga- grandparents' home, uh, Diego Rodriguez's home, and they were pulled over. They took the baby from the mother. There was a video that went viral. Em and Bundy showed up to the hospital, St. Luke's, where the baby was being held and, uh, was trespassed. Um, and so the, it, it, long story short, the group People's Rights, and people can get more information by going to peoplesrights.org. We had a call to action, and we had people outside of St. Luke's, uh, CPS, um, which is across the street from the Idaho Supreme Court. So we were causing a lot of ruck, a lot of noise, and it actually bothered the Idaho Supreme Court. But long story short, uh, the you know Idaho CPS dropped the case regarding Baby Cyrus and the parents. Tell us, like, in your have you ever experienced that? Uh, have you ever seen that happen before? Mm, very, very rarely does that ever happen. Nope. They don't ever hardly drop the case at all. Um, even when it gets major publicity, uh, Cindy Absig, who uh, was from Colorado, that's the woman that came here to Montana and uh, was arrested here in Montana, and I bailed her out, and they didn't like that at all. Um, 
she got national attention. She was in the Daily Beast, MSNBC, Yahoo, all of this, uh, all of these uh, different publications. But they, of course, painted the picture that she was a QAnon, she was a QAnon person, which is not even totally true. But uh, they didn't give her her child back. Still, actually, matter of fact, they took her other child. Uh, they did just the opposite. So no, the fact is they don't often because there's too much money in it, Casey. There's a lot of money in a in a, in a child like that. Um, there's there's I mean it's it's really I mean it's it's hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, man, over the course of this you know uh, uh, the foster care uh, incarceration, pretty much. And then the sad part is it's fifty percent of the children that go through the foster care system, fifty percent end up in the penal system. So it's it's literally once they get them in the foster care system, they know that half of them are going to end up in jail, which, of course, all that is is just collecting money from the government or whatever agency um, for, incar- you know, for incarcerating people. It's all just a big sham, dude. It's all a big fraud. They don't even have the authority to do what they do, even the police pulling you over and giving you a ticket. I mean, I know that sound. I don't want to get into that whole argument, but... To be able to get fined, you have, there has to be a victim. When you run a red light, where's the victim? Point to a victim. Who did I harm? They can't do it. All right, it's all well, the there's fraud. the music. We're going to have to take a break. We'll be right back with uh, James White here on the White Rose Resistance Hour on RBN. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. You know that nothing beats a storable food stockpile for readiness. But there are two problems with storable food. It's expensive, and eventually it runs out. Then what? What happens to you or your family when there's not enough food to go around? In a true survival scenario... You need a renewable food source. That's why Seed Armory has developed a survival-grade seed vault that can produce over $25,000 worth of crops from just one kit. Unlike other seed vaults, we don't inflate our seed counts with fillers. All our seeds are 100% heirloom and non-GMO. Not a green thumb? Don't worry. We've written an easy-to-follow guide to guarantee your success from planting to harvest. For a limited time, we're offering an additional 10% off your order when you enter the code RBN at checkout. Go to SeedArmory.com. That's SeedArmory.com. Don't wait. Like everything else, seeds are in short supply. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419. 
American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. Meanwhile, back in the year one, when you belonged to no one, you didn't stand a chance, son. If your pants were undone, cause you were bred for humanity, and so. Rose Resistance Hour. Welcome back to the White Rose Resistance Hour. This is Casey Whalen filling in today for Stuart Howe. Uh, and uh, we're here today with James White, our guest. Uh, of, uh, his show is Critical Disclosure, and it's on Brighty on Radio. And he's also going to be on another platform, which I do want to get to before the end of the show, so don't, don't let me forget, James. Uh, we, we do have two callers on the line, but I just want to finish up that last subject we were talking about with CPS and baby Cyrus is that I just want to stress the importance that, it, you know, the people came together for a good week, couple weeks, actually. Um, we actually had flyers made up. <clears throat> we went to the, the, the CPS, uh, the officer that took the baby. We went to the doctor's home, essentially, um, just, just informing the neighbors of who they are and what they did, uh, just to basically pub- publicly shame them. Um, and apparently it did work because uh, the baby, you know, the CPS did drop the case against uh, the parents of baby Cyrus. That's a major victory. And uh, it just shows how important uh, peoplesrights.org is. So if you need help locally, uh, need help networking with your neighbor, uh, please check out peoplesrights.org. You can also text the word rights, that's R-I-G-H-T-S, to 80123. If you want to text the word rights to 80123, you can join the network that way or just uh, just join through the website and just check it out. Just a just a communications network uh, networking tool that we use. So, uh, just a great a great story there with, with baby Cyrus. So, uh, let's bring on our first caller here, and then we'll get to maybe another topic here with James. Let's bring on uh, Richard in Washington, and then we have Stuart in Idaho. Richard, are you there? Yeah, just just a reminder. Maybe some of you know this, or the listeners know this, uh, but we've been dumbed down and, and uh, stupefied and miseducated for quite a while. Uh, uh, essentially, the United States went corporation in 1863. The Constitution was rewritten as a corporate document. But then we went uh, bankrupt in, in 1933. Uh, with that bankruptcy, every person essentially be- became collateral to that bankruptcy. And at the same time, or a little earlier in 1913, they implement- implemented the birth certificate. The birth certificate makes you a, a employee or, or a corporate uh, employee of the state. You are no longer property of, of the parents. 
your property of the state. Uh, the birth certificate essentially says that we, the parents, are so poor that we can't support this child, so we are turning him over to the state for financial support. And they're incorporated, essentially. They, they get a cuspid number, and, and they're uh, on the uh, market uh, as financial entities. So you have to keep that in mind when, when you uh, think about these things. And one thing you pointed out, public um, support you know, will get them to back down because they don't want to bring out the truth of, of who the real owners of people are and what the true situation is. But that that's just a holding action. Basically, you have to understand the law, the true law that's been imposed, not the one that we're told is, is in, in effect, before you can really make headway. James, do you have any, uh, anything to add on that topic as far as CPS is concerned? I, 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 agree with, I, I agree with what he, I agree with what he said exactly. Uh, and that's why I had stated when they say, when they, as I, but I, you can't, you, you're not supposed to be able to control, you can only control property that you own, right? You can't control what you don't own. So you ask them, you tell them, like basically what your guest just stated, uh, are you making a claim against me as your property? Well, if you are, I want you to produce the documentation that, that, that solidifies, uh, that substantiates that claim. And then when they have to do that, then the whole fraud gets exposed. And I, you know, I'm not a lawyer, don't claim to be a law, lawyer at all, but I mean, anytime, for example, when you go to get your first job and you fill out your first job application at the local grocery store, if you're a bagger or at, the re- at a restaurant, and you fill out your tax forms, you've essentially volunteered yourself into their tax system uh, voluntarily. And that's what kind of, <laughs> that's their argument is you, 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 let, you sign yourself in. But they don't let you know that once you sign that document and get in that system, that they're entitled to what twenty-eight percent of your whatever it is of your uh, tax uh, of your of your income until you die. They don't let you know that. So a lot of it is really is 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 really based on fraud, and fraud videates everything. So I think once the truth comes out, the whole fraud is, is, is crumbles. But we got to get to that point, and I don't think we're there yet. But we're working towards it. Um, that's my comment on it. Yeah, well, that, that's a, really true. I, I, you know, the whole Richard. thing has been brought against us in fraud. Uh, and a secondary approach, always identify yourself as one of the people with a capital P. And when you sign things in your name, under it, always write without prejudice, UCC 1-308. Essentially, that states you're keeping all your rights as one of the people, and, and basically you then uh, have, can't have those uh, rights taken away from you without acknowledging them. Yeah, right, that's the you, thing. Richard, you you been dumbed to... down. Go ahead, James. I'm sorry. You talked about being You're dumbed down. Um, Charlotte Iserby, who I think recently passed away, of course, wrote the yep. uh, uh, the best the bestseller, uh, dumbing the deliberate dumbing down of America. And this is not this is not by chance. They don't they don't really want to let us know. Who, you know, who are what our real standing and true standing is, um, because that exposes their fraud. So they spend a lot of time and energy and effort in textbooks and organizations and groups and think tanks keeping us ignorant of who we really are. I mean, because they know that's their kryptonite, man. That's their kryptonite. An awake population that's aware of the fraud. So once oh, the fraud can only continue as long as the people being conned don't know that there's a con. That's the, and once that happens, once the people know they're being conned, the whole fraud falls apart in every situation. 
And that's why they're trying to keep us so divided, man. It's really, it's, it's, it's a multifaceted effort to keep us off balance, uh, battling against each other, ignorant. And, you know, I mean, they, they've done a really good job for a long time, but I think, their t- I think their time is coming to an end. I really do. Excellent presentation. Yeah, and, and the second thing to remember is you follow the money trail, and basically we become financial entities uh, since we, they incorporated us. We're not real people anymore, so they don't think of us as real human, uh, real people with capital P. They think of us as, as uh, notations in the ledger, the money ledger, and that's how they look at everything. Everything is just uh, you know corporate uh, greed and, and financial transactions. Thank you much, and I enjoyed the show. Thank you so much, Richard. Appreciate your call. That was really interesting stuff, and I, I think we've all on the RBN have researched that to some degree, and, and you know definitely agree with with that uh, sentiment. I, it's funny. I was I actually spoke with Charlotte Iserby back on in early November. Uh, I think actually to book her for your show, James, and she was not, you know, she was doing rents radio, and she just wasn't feeling up to doing more radio. But I may release this half an hour interview with her or just a conversation, really. And then she also gave me an article that she didn't want me to... She wanted to remain private, so I may, may release that since she's now passed uh, as of February 8th. So, wonderful woman, Charlotte Iserbeet. Um Let's go to our next caller here. Let's go to Stuart. I believe he's in Idaho. Uh, yes, yes. Is this Casey Whalen? This is, this is Casey. How are you doing, Stuart? Casey, Casey, I'm such a fan. Great job, buddy. Uh, you and James are bringing up some great points, and I just wanted to uh, weigh in. First, thank you for, for guest hosting show number 67 here, and <clears throat> I so appreciate your work, but um, I just wanted to weigh in and take a minute and just kind of point out that what you guys are hitting on is so, so important to note that, uh, you know, Becoming journalists and becoming empowered and, you know, starting out maybe not doing things really, really well, uh, you know, learning to do them better as we go is so important. And just mm-hmm. just speaking truth to power, uh, speaking truth to false power, that, that's true power. You know, uh, writing an article, uh, showing up at a city council meeting, calling BS on, you know, your boss who's trying to implement a COVID mandate, you know, air quotes, COVID, it, it's so important that we just act as if we are not victims, that we have the power, that we do not even give them a moment of pause, uh, you know, to believe that this fraud they're perpetrating is real. And I believe the tide has turned uh, in a large degree for a lot of us because that's the foundational lie that the whole matrix uh, of slavery is built on is that we're victims, that we're, you know, like your, the last caller said, that, you know, we've been reduced to this. No, well, we really haven't, and we really need to remember that. It's all a falsehood. We are powerful, co-creative beings, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to stand in our sovereignty, our, our energetic sovereignty, not let people bring us down with negativity, and to be willing to sacrifice whether it's a job or a relationship or whatever it is, to speak the truth that, you know, a lot of this is BS, we do not consent, and it's game over, uh, that we are not going to be intimidated anymore. And I think 
the best example I can think of that, you guys already brought up, uh, good on you for baby Cyrus. We got to a point with that, people's rights, and championing people's rights is, that's 90% of the battle right there is, that could become the framework for our new world, people's rights. People coming mm-hmm. together and standing up and networking and creating a better world. But with regard to the baby Cyrus thing, it was when these criminal scoundrels realized that they were on the verge of experiencing blowback, you know, physical, personal consequences, right, for their actions, for CPS, this satanic child networking and money laundering racket, that they were about to, you know, they were about to reap what they've sown, and they were about to, they were going to be like bad guys hanging from lampposts, and there was about to be a hot war over that. And that's why they backed off. And I think we need to learn that lesson is that when we're prepared to go all the way, you know, uh, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead, and yes, um, you know, we are prepared to say no and mean it and back it up, uh, hopefully with resolve and, and, and not with, uh, you know, weaponry, but uh, to, to be willing to just say no and mean it and go to whatever length it takes, they know that and they'll back off. And we need to seize the moment here because we have momentum and the tide has turned. Uh, it's game over for these guys. So I just wanted to interject yeah, that well and said. tell you guys that you're doing a great job. And you are right over the target and God bless you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Stuart. Yeah, and also uh, in that whole aspect of the baby Cyrus ordeal, what did the state of Idaho do in in in, that, in retribution to that whole outcome? They ended up filing a, a, a defamation charges against Ammon Bundy and Diego Rodriguez, the grandfather of baby Cyrus, uh, the CEO of St. Luke's Hospital, and one of the doctors, uh, are filed you know filed a lawsuit for defamation against them um, for the protesting and. And everything. So that's what you know. That's where we are, I guess. But it is it is great that that, that we had there was a major victory there. Um, James, did you have anything to add to Stewart's call? I do. You know, it's something that he touched on. As I think was so important is that he talked about. Uh, he didn't exactly say this, but I think what he's alluding to is like sort of the frequency, like the like. Uh, you know, for example, if you're around a person that's really bubbly and really positive and really upbeat then, you know, that raises sort of that level of everybody in the room. Everybody else kind of kind of notches it up a little bit sort of to match that, right? So in that same vein, when you, what Sue was talking about, when you, when you talk about truth and, and you raise that, you raise that vibration up to, you know, to a higher level, then they, that's not, they don't operate. They operate, these people that, that want to rule us, they operate at a very low vibrational rev- level. They use fear and they use, uh, you know, a variety of other things, mainly fear, uh, of course, uh, the, you know we're 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 all under a, uh, a MK Ultra. Not all of us that are taking the Kool Aid, but they're running an MK Ultra program on us, a, a, a fear-based mind control on us right now with the mask and all the uh, shots and everything. Um, so yeah, we just have to raise our level of of I guess positivity, truth, whatever you want to call it, without getting too esoteric. But I mean, there is something behind that. I mean, that's been measured before. Elmer Green did a lot of that great work down at the Menninger Clinic back in the 60s. He actually set up a room uh, that was enclosed. Uh, there was no outside interference. And he could literally measure the aura of people and, as they raised their vibration. So this is not hokey-pokey stuff. He was a mainline scientist back in the 60s. Look him up, Elmer Green, 
Uh, so there's something to that. And I, that's kind of what I want to touch on with what Stewart's saying. He's right. You know, and here's the thing, right? You see they're working, as we talked about before, they're working so hard to divide us. We need to do exactly the opposite of what they want for us, right? They want us divided. We need to come together because, again, that is their kryptonite. That's what takes them down is, in, is a, a unified, organized, motivated population. They can't, they can't bear that. They can't bear to have that situation. So they couldn't coerce us, so now they're trying to kill us. Yep, well said. And I wanted to talk about public records requests, but maybe we'll do that at a different time. Since I have you on, we, need, we do need, though, to talk about Dennis Thornton, because that's one of the stories we worked on together, uh, you know, a handful of months ago. We all met up in Summers, Montana, outside of Kalispell, Montana. Can you tell us, tell us about Dennis's story and, and where uh, uh, he currently is? Well, Dennis Thornton uh, has been trying to get his property back. There's nobody that I know that's more tenacious than that guy. Um, back when the housing um, disaster happened back in 2008, the white 2009, the White First Credit Union, which is Michigan's largest credit union, they were they were top heavy on their business loans. Uh, I think you're allowed to have around 12 or 13 percent of your loans are business loans. They were up around 30 percent. So what they did was they, instead of working with the lenders and uh, trying to uh, work with the borrowers, I should say, and maybe passing some of the loans off to other lenders, they decided to set up a real estate scam and steal everybody's property and put them into foreclosure because it had the same results on their books. If they went into foreclosure, then they could get that number back down to 12%. And that's what they did to many, many folks. So um, what we've got here in in Montana, in Flathead Valley specifically, is an organized crime ring that they steal property, they steal homes and land from unsuspecting landowners. And what we're doing now is we're uncovering that, we're peeling back the layers of that onion. We have a lot of the local legislators, or several, I should say, of local legislators that are involved in this. Um, I've had a recently, uh, recently, which I don't think you even know, Casey, I don't think I've had a chance to so recent. I had someone reach out to me on um, on uh, Facebook that watched some of the videos, and she said, I used to work at White Credit Union, and I won't say what department she worked in because I don't want to give her away. But she said, they're filled with crooks. They're nothing but criminals. And uh, she's looking for documentation right now that she has saved, and I believe that she's going to – I hope the hope is that she turns into a whistleblower. And um, okay, right now, I mean, I White Fish Credit Union is on the run. All right. Okay, well, we, we'll be right back to finish up with the story with James White here on the White Rose Resistance Hour. Standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing broad, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the Republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the Republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. F*** you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. 
the vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Extendivite really works. Here's just a few testimonials from Amazon. Patricia, excellent herbal formula. I use Extendivite to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Brian, I'm using Extendivite, and for me, it has made a world of difference. God made all these nutrients in the ground. Enough said. Cami, five stars. I feel a lot of energy since I started taking Extendivite. TR, five stars. All I can say is Extendivite works. Buy it, try it, and see for yourself. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Where you finished where you left off with regarding uh, Dennis Thornton and, and just kind of we only have a couple minutes left. Kind of encapsulize that and tell us about uh, the good news, uh, and then also I need you need to plug where your your new platform is going to be. Well, thanks, Casey. First of all, it's great to hear you on the radio, man. Uh, I hope this uh, you you like that you continue and that you. I know this is Stuart's show, but perhaps at some point you'll have a show of your own. I think that'd be that'd be delightful. Uh, I think that'd be great. Uh, okay, so um, Dennis Thornton, so there. The Whitefish Credit Union now um, are they? Uh, they actually signed his property back over to him um, officially. Their attorney did, and the um, the only person that had the the only group that actually had the legal right to do so signed all those property over to him. Said all the loans are satisfied and everything. Uh, quick, quick claim deeded everything over to him, and then the CEO of Whitefish Credit Union, who who we cannot find power of attorney. We went to the clerks, and he does not have power of attorney. He actually took the property back uh, and filed it in the um, filed it with the uh, the Flathead County uh, um, uh, uh, clerk and recorder, and said wow. that the title company <clears throat> the title company um, made an unauthorized transfer of land. Now this property is worth over a hundred million dollars. What happens when you go into a bank, Casey, and you make an unauthorized withdrawal? What's that called? That's called a bank robbery, <laughs> right? 
if you go into a bank and make an unauthorized withdrawal. Yeah. If if the title company makes an unauthorized land transfer for over a hundred million dollars, and the, the the CEO of the uh, of, uh, of the court of the uh, credit union says uh, no, that was uh, that was done in error. That was uh, that was uh, then that somebody's somebody has just been guilty of felony conversion. One of those two groups right there have been guilty of a felony. Either, either the title company or Whitefish Credit Union. And I'm going to be calling both of them on Tuesday and getting statements from them before I publish it. One of the two of them have felony converted right. property, right? I mean, this is all about to come crumbling down on these scoundrels, these crooks. These, these people are nothing. And there is a history of, they're of just, this they're, in, they're in, crooks. in that area, right? There's yeah. a history of, yeah, of that sort of thing in that area for yeah, many, many, is. many years. Yeah, I've got, I've got oh, video. They're, they're... I've got, I've got a. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, they're 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 crooked. I've got, I've got plenty of witnesses. I've got plenty of evidence. I've got plenty of victims that have come on my show and done, you know, interviews. You can't impeach these people. They're like, they made Montana Daily Gazette take down all the articles and videos from Whitefish Credit oh, Union. The really? did. I have them all on my wow. website, though. I have them on there. I didn't take them down from mine because. They're all true. And they're going to have to sue yeah. me to take it down. And uh, please do, because you're going to have to impeach a whole lot of victims and prove all of them wrong. And you're going to open up a can of worms that you don't want open. But that's okay. I welcome the challenge. If they're not going to get that far, dude. They're about to come down. They're, they're, their whole other criminality is about to get exposed. Mm-hmm. I'm highly optimistic that these people are going to get, um, these people are going to get their, their property back or going to get compensated for their property that got stolen Absolutely. from them, literally, yeah. by the credit union. Yeah. Dennis Thornton's been, been through a lot of, lot of trouble over the last 10-plus years or whatever, how long this, however long this has been going on. So we, we wish him the best and, and hope he gets the property back. Can you go ahead and plug your website or your, your, where you, people can find you, when they can find you, and talk about the new platform real quick? Sure. Uh, NorthwestLibertyNews.com is my website. I, I'm a one-man band here, so I do all my scheduling and shows and producing and everything, so I don't have a lot of chance to keep the website up to date very well, but NorthwestLibertyNews.com or go to BrightTeonRadio.com. I broadcast there every day, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Just hit the big play button. And uh, the news is, is uh, I really haven't released it anywhere else. Uh, I'm, tight, I'm, I'm scheduled to move up to the Brighton TV platform. Um, just waiting for the call. It should be any time. I'll be on there uh, one day a week. Looks like Tuesday. So uh, I just wanted to share that, and I appreciate that, Casey. Thanks for everything you're doing. I hear the Absolutely. music. Absolutely, my pleasure, man. Oh, you do hear it? Okay, I hear well, music then, in the background. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't hear anything. Yeah, I hear uh, music in the background. Must be getting ready to go. Storable food stockpile for readiness, but there are two problems with storable food: it's expensive, and eventually it runs out. Then what? What happens to you or your family when there's not enough food to go around? In a true survival scenario. You need a renewable food source. That's why Seed Armory has developed a survival-grade seed vault that can produce over $25,000 worth of crops from just one kit. Unlike other seed vaults, we don't inflate our seed counts with fillers. All our seeds are 100% heirloom and non-GMO. Not a green thumb? Don't worry. We've written an easy-to-follow guide to guarantee your success from planting to harvest. For a limited time, we're offering an additional 10% off your order when you enter the code RBN at checkout. Go to SeedArmory.com. That's SeedArmory.com. Don't wait. Like everything else, seeds are in short supply. 
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.